Thank you for joining us for another scintillating and also sticky episode of Nothing Specific with your boy Trevor David Houchin. It's really humid. It's humid. It's so... It's humid. You know what I mean? It's like that humidity where you never stop you never quite stop sweating the only way to stop sweating is to like stand directly in front of the air conditioning and you almost need to take a shower like every hour on the hour you, you the truth is like the, the the day itself is a shower like your clothes are always wet you're always a little sticky i actually asked someone today If I smell bad. Is that... Is that... Is that normal? Like, are you allowed to ask people how you smell? You're... It's it's socially acceptable to ask a person how you look. Right? You're able to say, Hey, how do I look, man? Do I look alright? How's this look? Does this look alright? Do I look okay? How's my hair? Do I look okay? You're able to do that. So why are you not able to, you know, say, hey, do I, how do I smell, man? Do I smell alright? How's my smell? Do you, do you smell me? Are you smelling me? What I'm asking you is, can you smell me? And if you can, what's the smell? Is it a good smell, the smell that I'm putting off? Hey man, what's up with my smell? Yo, you smell me? How come you're not allowed to do that? I asked a woman that today, an attractive woman, like this Polish woman, really, really sexy, smart, mystical, spiritual. She's got all these sexy cute new balance sneakers and like this really pretty skirt and she's got nice toned arms and bright eyes nice skin sexy man tall you know like on top she's like she's she's 10 top 10 percent of chicks running around you know what i mean like a catch a real catch you know someone you'd be proud to you know to be proud to, to accompany you somewhere you know, there's certain kinds of people that you're, you're you're totally proud of. Like you, you are completely flossing this other human being because this you think this other human being is really, really attractive or something. She was that. This Polish woman I asked today, she was extremely attractive, and I said, "Listen, I'm going to say something right now. It might put you off. It might." You might think I'm weird. You might think, I'm going to ask you this question. I hope it's not too weird, but how do I smell? Do you smell me? I said. And she said, Hmm, no, you don't smell bad at all. And I said, Are you sure? And I said, Because I don't wear deodorant. And she said, Hmm nothing you don't wear any deodorant you don't use anything and i said i mean i use soap you know when i take a shower but no i don't wear any deodorant and it's really hot and humid and has been and i got my sleeves rolled up exposing my shoulders and underarms essentially my my underarms are out 
you know what I'm saying? They're not covered up by the, sh- the, the shirt. My underarms are out in the open, and I was standing right next to her, close quarters, really close to her, and I just kind of thought, Trevor, you got your sleeves rolled up. You, you know, how's your odor? And I asked her, and she said, no, you smell, you don't smell bad. And I said, are you sure you don't smell any body odor? And then she she said, no, as a matter of fact, you smell fragrant. She said, you smell fragrant. And I said, oh, really? Because I I don't wear cologne either. I don't wear deodorant. I, I don't wear cologne. I do wear oil, frankincense. And I said to her, it may be you're smelling my frankincense. And she said, ah, maybe that's it. Smells nice. And I thought, wonderful. 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 Because listen, not wearing deodorant is a real serious choice. It's a choice. It's a serious choice. It's not a joke. It's the equivalent of not, of choosing not to brush your teeth, short, sort of. Someone doesn't, someone stops brushing their teeth entirely. It could really, it could be a disaster. It could lead to, you know, social collapse. It could lead to social collapse, not brushing one's teeth. It could be considered offensive to other people. You, you deciding, you know, to ignore a certain part of your hygiene. It could, you know, a certain segment of the population could, could really take that personally, as though that you've done something to offend them. By not brushing your teeth, you're offending them. Same could be said for not wearing deodorant. Same could be said for not wearing deodorant. So Trevor, why have you stu- why don't you wear deodorant, Trevor? Trevor, why don't you wear deodorant? Trev? Why don't you wear de- deodorant, bro? Why don't you wear deodorant, bro? Make your life easier. Bro, you know, there's things you can control. There's things you can't control. Life is not an amusement park. It's an obstacle course. Life is not an amusement park. It's an obstacle course. Why give yourself extra obstacles, bro? Wear some deodorant. Why don't you wear deodorant, Trev? I'll tell you why. It's sticky and it burns. It's sticky and it burns you've got to wash you've got to wash that deodorant off every single day i i i I, it's too much now trevor you're taking a shower every day right just just wash it off trev why is it such a i mean well why do you why why are you causing yourself so much anxiety just wash wash off the deodorant bro what's wrong with you it seems futile to me. It seems like a futile activity. It seems not psychotic, but neurotic. It seems like 
a neurotic thing to do to apply and wash off and apply and wash off and apply and wash off and apply and wash off this thing every single day that just I can't I can't I've got everybody you know I've got a bunch of those things I've got a bunch of things like that one could say that life is a never-ending well it's not never-ending but you know a very long series of you repeating a certain a certain number of actions just repeating them on a daily basis and I for one have chosen to delete the deodorant putting on from my list of daily activities I'll tell you what else lately I'm starting to think we eat too damn much like this eating thing this eating thing every single day like this eating thing is man it's a it's a big deal man like my god like you know you gotta think of what to eat every day you gotta think of what to eat you gotta it's not that far removed from the animals in the jungles you gotta think of what to eat then you gotta go get it or make it or hope someone makes it for you or prepare it put it together you know at the very least you've got to put it together like if all you're eating is like a can of tuna fish you gotta open the can of tuna fish every single day like every day like two three times a day this eating thing i'm kind of over it man the eating thing how much food like yo how much food can you eat like what the you wake up in the morning and you eat like a glop of food you fill your belly you fill your belly first thing in the morning what are you some kind of animal you fill you get up and you're craving like stuffing i gotta i gotta eat i need to drink coffee and donuts and eggs and bacon and toast and grits and fucking are you kidding me the first thing you do in the morning is you 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 sit in front of a big plate of food are you joking and then you wonder why two hours later you can't keep your eyes open Hmm? Hmm? are you joking guys are you joking ladies and gentlemen are you joking you're waking up stuffing your mouth stuffing your face with all kinds of stuff cereal pancakes waffles donuts eggs bacon bread oatmeal hot coffee orange juice cranberry juice yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you joking guys and then two hours later when your body quite naturally quite naturally your, your blood sugar drops or you know your energy you know your, your, your energy disappears quite naturally because all the blood in your body is going to digesting this big glop of sugary 
foodie food that you and 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 you're surprised and you do it every day but but then an, an hour after that an hour after the you know the energy crash you eat again except this meal that you eat this second meal that you eat of the day this meal is fried caked with breadcrumbs it's got cheese and bread and pizza and pepperoni and a ton of bread and mayonnaise and you know it's 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 you know, hamburg french for you know sodas and potato chips macaroni and pickle joking man like by one or two o'clock every single day you have eaten so much food it's unbelievable to me it's unbelievable to me how much people can eat it's unbelievable to me breakfast is uh, you know, right now I'm trying to, I don't know, you know, I don't know why I'm doing it, but I guess it's an experiment. I'm experimenting with eating breakfast right now because my coworkers, the people I'm working with this summer, they all, they're all breakfast eaters. They're all these, they're, they're all the, the kind of people who get up at 7.30 o'clock, 7.30 a.m., you know, take a shower and run down to the cafeteria to get in line to get eggs and sausages and bacon and salad and fruits and bread and coffee. You just woke up. Are you joking? You just woke up. You just woke up. You woke up 30 minutes ago and you, and you want a big plate of food? For me, it's it's mind-boggling. But, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. So I'm trying to, you know, acculturalize or, or you know, I don't know educate my stomach into into waking up and 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 stuffing a bunch of food in it and listen it tastes all right i guess whatever i've been eating eggs and veggie patties i tried oatmeal but that didn't really work i don't think i don't think general basic oatmeal is 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 good i don't think you know nameless faceless oatmeal that you get that you're not sure what kind of oatmeal it is it's oatmeal is one of those foods that you know you could be eating the exact same kind of oatmeal that prisoners murderers and mayhem makers incarcerated incarcerationists you know, are eating. You could be eating the same kind of oatmeal. Like if you go to a, 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 a five-star hotel and they're serving free back breakfast, you know, in order to save money, they're going to serve you nameless, faceless oatmeal. They're not going to serve you top-of-the-line oatmeal. And oatmeal is one of these things that if you're not getting good oatmeal, you're getting garbage. Eggs, bacon, different. Eggs, bacon, different. The best eggs and the best bacon, the worst eggs and the worst bacon tastes pretty much the same as the best eggs and the best bacon. Pretty much. 
the worst oatmeal is just horrible, horrible garbage. So I, I tried the oatmeal here a couple times and it didn't sit well with my stomach. So I've been sticking to I've been sticking to scrambled eggs. Like I said, you can't really mess up scrambled eggs. I've been sticking to scrambled eggs, veggie patties. I'm having a cup of coffee. I'm indulging. I'm indulging with the coffee. I've been eat, allowing myself to eat some toast. Uh, but with butter, because, you know, butter is important. Butter is a, a good, healthy thing. So I've been eating the bread, which I shouldn't be doing. Um, but I've been st- trying to stick to dark bread, the rice, the pumpernickels. It's all right. The breakfast is all right. You know, it's all right. But I definitely do not need to go back to that cafeteria three hours later and stuff my face again with what hot dogs french fries pizza you know sandwiches pasta you know rice chicken fingers but 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 the majority of people are and do like the majority of people feel like they need and then dinner man i haven't even mentioned it dinner you know there's dinner and that's the biggest meal of the day well you know What's dinner? Like two, three humongous pieces of chicken. You know, potatoes, mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese, string beans. You know, a gigantic salad. Uh, you know, what? Uh, how do people eat so much, man? And every single day, it seems like a trick. It seems like a trick to me. I think it's a trick. I'm not joking. I think this eating three meals a day, stuffing your bet like all your life, 50, 60, 70 years, 80 years, eating like this. Are you joking? Come on, man. It just seems like it's a given that we don't need to eat as much as we do. And I guess that's what I'm experimenting with. Because before this program... My di- I was I was eating once a day. Eh, listen, I I won't lie. I was eating one meal a day, and that meal was steak and eggs. I was eating beef and eggs and butter. Uh, four, five, six o'clock. Sometimes as late as seven o'clock. And then maybe a snack at night, a bunch of nuts, you know, almonds and cashews and maybe a fruit drink maybe a protein drink and then bed and then don't eat again until the next day four five six o'clock another you know steak another three four eggs and that felt so good no breakfast no lunch just the one meal the one pretty predictable predictable meal but see the thing is those that steak and eggs thing it satiates you it it completely satiates you it feels you feel completely full but not bloated at all that's the secret you eat all those other things the string beans potatoes rice you know bread rolls pasta plus chicken plus some kind of protein you you eat all those things together it bloats you out it bloats you out you feel full but bloated you feel full but like uh incapacitated like you can't move you don't want to move you 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 got to sit it out and let let all that fucking 
pardon me, let all that crap that you just put in your belly kind of figure out how to mix and mingle inside you. You know, your your digestive system's got to work that much harder at deciphering what it is you just put in there. I mean, just don't just think about it. Like, isn't it isn't it reasonable to imagine that if you put in four, five, six, seven different ingredients into your belly at the time, starches, meats, sodas, uh, you know, sweets, semi-sweets, salads, fruits, you know, grains, you put all these things in your belly all at the same time, it just seems like it would be an overload on your digestive system and, and, and your 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 glands and your uh ability to digest and break things down your your belly you know the 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 biosphere in your belly is bombarded by all these different things three four times a day it it stands to reason that it's going to wear down the machine that's what i think that's what i think that's just what i think the 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 the, the the constant wear and tear of your digestive system in breaking things down. It just seems to me if you put it through that work and effort over and over and over again, it's going to wear it down, you know. So the point is, you know, I, I, I you know, I think there's a trick being played on society where we are being we have been all our lives taught to believe that we need those three meals a day. And I think it shortens our lifespans. I really do. I think it shortens our lifespans, the eating three, four times a day, two, three times a day. So that is why I have been experimenting with eating once a day. And I'd like to conduct this, this experiment for as long as I can. But see, the thing is, diet is... <laughs> so important it's 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 more important than one's religious orientation diet but what happens is people people diet in mass if you understand what i mean people food is 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 like language food is like a social lubricant and people use food in the same way that they use language, which is to get along with each other and to, and to kind of communicate ideas about themselves and to socialize with one another. So people's diets influence other people's diets. The point, though, is that people allow their diets to be influenced by other people. So you eat what other people tell you they eat. You eat what other people tell you they think is delicious. You go to the same restaurants other people go because they invite you. Somebody invites you to a restaurant, you know, you, you go there and, and you're, you're eating the food at that restaurant. And then you invite somebody else to that same restaurant. And then that's, that other person invites you to their favorite restaurant. So, you know, people, you know, we eat. We eat, we eat what each other eats. And not only that, but we eat according to the same schedule that each other eats at. And that engenders a certain homogeneity, a certain sameness in diet so that 
nutritionally anyway, people have similar dietary deficiencies. Dietary dietary habits. And, you know, you essentially... You know, your dietary and nutritional fate is determined by other people. And I, for one, don't want that. (laughs) I don't want that. I don't want that. I tell people... I I tell people I'm on this carnivore diet... Eating once a day, steak and eggs, no breakfast. You can't tell people you don't eat breakfast. It's almost anti-religious. It's almost as though you've just said you don't believe in God. You cannot tell people you don't eat breakfast. People think you are super weird, like you're an alien. You don't eat breakfast? It's the most important meal of the day. It's the most important meal of the day. You need a big, you need, you need, you need energy in the morning. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think. That's why I don't eat breakfast. Because I need energy, exactly. I don't need food. I need energy. The food doesn't give you the energy like 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 that that's not how food works ladies and gentlemen when's the last time you ate some food a bunch of food and the food prompted you to get up and go do fucking anything i keep cursing i don't like cursing when's the last time you ate a big plate of food and then you wanted to get up and go do a four mile run When's the last time you ate a big plate of food and, you know, it it increased your creativity. So you went right to your, you know, your latest creative project, got busy on your latest creative project. When's the last time you ate a big plate of food and it, it, it gave you the energy to clean your house from top to bottom? That's not how food works. You eat food. You want to sit down. That's that's how food works. Everybody knows that. Am I right? Am I am I lying? I'm lying. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Don't be a bunch of Neanderthals. You know how food works. You eat some food, you want to sit down after that. Why? Because you just ingested a bunch of junk and it's all sitting in your belly now. Is this like, it's a secret? This is a secret? You don't eat food when you want energy. You might eat a candy bar at best at best you might you might eat a candy bar you want some quick energy to burn you're not going to eat a meal that's why I don't eat breakfast in the morning that's why I don't get that 10, 11, 12 o'clock crash I don't get it I, and when I say I don't get it, I don't mean that figuratively. I mean, literally, I don't get that crash. I know you, all of you guys who eat breakfast, come on, guys. You guys at around 11, 12 o'clock, you get one of two things or, or both. You either get a crash or suddenly you have no energy, you're really tired, you're really fatigued, you want to put your head down, or you're hungry again. You want to eat again. It's one of the two. It's one of the two. And then you eat lunch again, and then you get the same crash. You get another crash. 
three, four o'clock, you're tired, you want to go home, you want the day to be over, you can't wait to get home to do what? To eat again. And then what happens after you eat again? You crash again, you sit on your couch and you watch TV, then you fall asleep. That is what food does, that's how it works. Me, I don't get any of those crashes, none of them. I don't get any of those crashes when my diet is the way I want it to be. When I'm indulging in my carnivore diet, once eating once a day, and that, that one time isn't until 3, 4 o'clock, not even 3. I prefer to eat 4 o'clock and beyond. I don't need, when I wake up, I don't need a thing until 4 o'clock. I don't need a thing. Listen, I'm saying not a thing. Not a banana, not a Snickers bar, not a salad, not a tuna fish sandwich, nothing. I'll drink, sure. I get thirsty, sure. Drinking some water, um, drink coffee even. But as far as eating something, I don't eat till four o'clock. I eat at four or five o'clock, four or five, six o'clock. Steak, couple eggs. And I don't get the crash. There's no crash. There's this feeling of... I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Pronounce it satiety, satiety. I'm satiated, but I'm not bloated, heavy, and like worn out. I'm just satiated. And the good thing with eating steak is, like, there's you can't, you almost can't overeat a steak. You can eat two steaks, and you still won't feel that crazy overeating thing I just think we eat too much food I just think we eat too much that's what I think but it's like I said it's almost blasphemous you cannot tell imagine you know a bunch of friends hey let's go out let's go get something to eat and you saying nah you don't know no I don't I I don't want to eat you know I think you guys shouldn't eat. I think you guys are eating too much. You're going to eat again tonight, right, guys? Hey, guys, how about we just go to the park and sit and talk? How about that? How about we go, How about we walk around the block, guys? How about we just sit? How about, you know what, guys? How about we don't even meet? How about we stay in our individual locations and meditate? Put your head down. Close your eyes. Don't do anything for 20 minutes. You can't. You can't suggest these things to your friends. You can't suggest these things to your friends. You don't eat breakfast. You you don't eat lunch. You don't want to go to the to, to the local cafe to gorge yourself on like cheese fries at two in the afternoon and you don't wear deodorant. What kind of I need new sneakers. I really need some new sneakers. Sneakers, listen, listen, listen. Sneakers are so important. For people who wear sneakers, sneakers are so important because you know as a sneaker wearer that if you wear sneakers, you're going to be wearing these sneakers a lot. Sneaker wearers don't buy sneakers just to wear randomly. Unless you're like a sneaker collector, which is a different thing entirely. 
But if you're just a regular sneaker wearer, but sneakers are important to you, sneakers are so important. Sneakers are a fantastic gift idea, but no one gives anyone sneakers. Why not? Imagine someone gifted you with a nice, comfortable, sleek, clean, refreshing pair of brand new sneakers that fit. Somebody shows up at your house with a pair of $40, $50 sneakers. Brand new sneakers? Are you kidding? It's Christmas. But nobody does that. Nobody gifts anybody with sneakers. Nobody gifts anybody with sneakers, man. But I need some new ones. I definitely need some new ones. It's... I've been wearing these Black Air Jordans for a year. I've been wearing these Black Air Jordans for a year. And I got to tell you, listen, I I've, I don't think I've ever spent over $100 on a pair of sneakers in my life until I bought these Air Jordans. And these Italian kids peer pressured me into buying these Air Jordans. Right last year, all these Italian kids, every single one of them had Air Jordans on, and you know I think I was wearing, I think I was wearing some Adidas. Perish the thought. And these students were like, "Teacher, why don't you wear Jordans?" And I was like, "Cause they're two hundred dollars." And they were like, "Yeah, well, you got to get some." So I did. I did. I bought a pair of black Jordans. I've had them for a year. They are. Oh, I, I have to admit, they're among my favorite. They're among the best sneakers I've ever had. They're fantastic. They're fantastic. They are fantastic, these Jordans. Strong, durable. They still look really good. They f- they're comfortable. But I need a new pair of sneakers. I need a new pair of sneakers. Sneakers are something that I allow myself to indulge in. I'll tell you what, though. These guys with the kettlebells. What the? What the? What is it like? What do they think? They're in the Cirque du Soleil with with their kettlebells, these guys? What the? What happened to lifting them up and setting them down? Now they're they're swinging them. They're they're twirling them like they're friggin' kettlebell gymnastic acrobats like what 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 what's going on with like fitness what's going on with fitness it's crazy listen you know running swimming lifting some weights okay but like the you know like i said the, 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 these kettlebell guys like what is a kettlebell first of all What's a kettlebell? Like kettle, bell, barbell, kettlebell. All right, barbell, kettlebell. You know, but then you got the uh, what's the other one? What's the you know Pilates? That's not the one I'm thinking about though. Um, CrossFit. Listen, will you listen to me? CrossFit. These some of these women. 
that are doing CrossFit, they are insanely strong. Like, they're pressing 140, 150 pounds. That's not even that much. It's not even that much. They're pressing 180 pounds. Women? Why? I don't know. I think it's sexy. Personally, I think women with muscles are sexy. I do. Like, not only just women with muscles. I don't mean... See, when you say something like that, people assume you mean, oh, toned, like a toned woman. And let's be honest, a toned woman equals a skinny woman. That's what people mean when they say toned. Like, the the overwhelming majority of women who, who are toned, they have absolutely no muscle tone they're just thin and you know fine to each his own but for me i enjoy i like a muscular woman muscular like more muscles than is necessary like i like a woman who looks like she can press 150 pounds why i don't know it's just fit it's fit it's hard it's hard as a dude who lifts weights and i'm not all weight lifty I'm not all weightlifty by any means, but I go to the gym and I lift weights. And as a dude who lifts weights, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And that's what's sexy. That's what's sexy about it. That's what's sexy about it because it's hard. It's hard. It's not the muscles themselves. It's the fact that you know that this human being has disciplined themselves to the point of, you know, going to this gym or wherever two, three, four times a week, working real hard against whom and for what. Unless you're a professional athlete, which the majority of them aren't, what, 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 what makes you work so hard? What are you going to the gym three, four times? What are you lifting up these heavy iron weights for? Like, for what? Especially if you're a woman, for what? That's what's sexy to me. That for what and the only answer is I gotta do it gotta do it nobody's telling me to do it there's no pay involved there's no immediate gratification there's almost (laughs) there's almost a case to be made that there's you know ultimately no health benefit other than how it makes you feel about yourself it's a self-esteem thing it's just it's almost purely a self-esteem thing but that's what's sexy that's what's sexy just that personal inner push thing that like gets gets you to go to the gym to lift up iron weights and put them down lift them up put them down lift them up put them down lift them up put them down then go home and then do it again the next day like for what like what are you doing that for for what for what nobody's telling you to do it what are you doing that for as a grown up person you choose to go to this gym every day lift up weights put them down lift them up put them down lift them up put them down lift them up put them down then go home and then do it again the next day I, for me it's similar to the deodorant putting on but the deodorant putting on is gross it's gross like i said it it, it it for me it burns but the weightlifting thing it's uh, it's different it's different it's different
different. It's different. Trying to write songs, meeting new people, teenagers, listen, 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 here's the reality, okay, here's the reality, here's the reality, okay, here's the reality, teenagers are smarter than you, they they are, teenagers 14, 15, 16 year olds They are smarter than you They are You think you're smarter than them because you're older Maybe, you know, theoretically you know more things But the thing is In what way does you knowing more things Make you smarter than them They're smarter than you All of your knowledge is all of your knowledge is antiquated, essentially. You know, it's 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 calcified. It's uh, it doesn't quite relate to this, to this moment, to the now. The older you get, the knowledge that you have becomes more and more antiquated, less and less useful for the current moment. The older you are, literally, the more obsolete you are. It's it's a sad fact. Teenagers are smarter than you. Listen, these kids that I am working with this summer, these kids from Ukraine, Spain, Italy, Brazil, they they know so much more about the current state of affairs in the world than than I do. And it seems as though Comparatively speaking, they know so much more about the current state of affairs than I did when I was their age. Like when I was their age, if I remember correctly, okay, if I remember correctly, when I was their age, 14, 15, 16, all I was thinking about was wiffle ball, comic books, and cherry jolly ranchers. I think that's all I was thinking about when I was their age. Mr. Softy. I was thinking about maybe a little bit. Kids these days, they know about politics. They know about economic systems. They know about medical institutions. They know about real history. They know about sexual relations. They know about gender equality. I mean... Not to mention social media, technology, and... uh, Are you kidding? Like... Are you kidding? Like, kids, you're 14 from Italy, and you're speaking fluent English to me? 14 years old? Are you kidding? You're from Italy. You're 14. You're speaking fluent English to me and explaining the history of your country's involvement in World in World War II and the history of my country's involvement in my native language. Explaining facts and, 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 and historical pieces of data that I don't know to me in my native language. 
teenagers are smarter than us. I'm, you know, listen, I'm sorry. For the longest time I thought otherwise, but they are. They're smarter than us. They are smarter than you, teenagers, without question. End the, the debate in your mind, because every adult is, is kind of wondering if teenagers are smarter than them. Deep in the deepest part of your of, of adults' brains, we are wondering, are, are, are kids smarter than me? <laughs> it's every adult's worst fear. Is, am I as dumb as a ch- Are children smarter than me? <laughs> they are. They are. Face the fact. Just, you know, deal with it. Get past it. You know, deal with it, get past it, make use of yourself to your best ability. What teenagers want from us adults, I'll tell you what they want. I'm going to tell you what they want. I'm going to tell you what they want. I'm going to tell you what teenagers want from us adults. Because they know they're smarter than us. Listen, when you were 14, you knew you were smarter than your parents. You knew you were smarter than your parents. 14, 15, 16, 17. Come on, man. Your parents can help you with anything. Your parents couldn't help you with any of your homework. They didn't know it. They didn't know any of the answers to any of your homework. They didn't know it. Your parents help you with algebra. Your parents help you with trigonometry. Your parents help you with calculus. Your parents help you with an essay on Mahatma Gandhi. Get the f- Teenagers are smarter than us. Here's what you can do as an adult. Here's what teenagers want adults to do. This is it. I'm going to tell you. This is it. Teenagers want adults to not fuck everything up. Pardon my French. That's all teenagers want from us as adults. That's all they want. That's all your children want you to do. They just don't want you to fuck things up. They don't want you to make an absolute idiot of yourself. They don't want you to screw up the house finances. They don't want you to accidentally light the house on fire. They don't want you to lose your jo- you lose your job. They don't want you to teach them something so wrong that it screws up their lives. They don't want you to get addicted to drugs. They don't want you to become an alcoholic. They don't want you to murder anyone. All teenagers want from adults is for us to not fuck things up. That's it. That's all they want because they know they're smarter than us. So they're in a position where they're silently just thinking, Mom, Dad, Teacher, just don't fuck up. Just don't fuck things up. Don't come to class drunk. Don't expose yourself. Don't, you know, don't be a creeper. You know, that's all they want. That's all they want. That's all they want you to do as, 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 as an adult. That's all you have to do as an adult in order to be a decent adult. You don't have to teach them anything. You know why? Because they know they're smarter. By 15, by 14, 15, 16, they've pretty much figured out who they want to be, 
how they want to become it. You know, they've learned essentially all the basic essentials of life. There's nothing left you can teach them. So all they want you to do is not screw it all up. That's all you got to do. I take pride in that. I take pride in just trying not to screw it all up. And to take my job, for instance, when I'm teaching, I, you know, I try to show up on time or as close to being on time as possible, right? I try to have clean clothes on so that sort of I don't look like a disgusting, filthy idiot. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people, how many adults in adult in the adult world, the, the world of professionalism, screw their lives up just by how they present themselves it would it seems to me that that's one of the lowest thresholds that you can accomplish in order to be accepted into society and not screw things up just present yourself decently your clothes you know look you can have your own personal style but don't be a don't be like a you know don't be a clown don't be a clown with your clothes don't wear clothes in such a manner that people have to roll their eyes and and think look at this look at this what the look at this person's get up presentation is important clothes your hair is you know reasonable you know you're reasonably clean you know a guy like me i don't wear deodorant so in order you know you you can't really trust your 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 body odor because people are peculiar they have peculiar noses so i i wear the oil i wear the frankincense oil you know i don't wear deodorant so but i do make sure i'm wearing the frankincense oil you know it smells, you know, it doesn't smell bad. It's pleasant, I hope. Your presentation, man. You know, don't be a lunatic. You know, people... How often do you hear conversations where people say stuff like, Man, I got so wasted last night. Dude, I got so wasted. I was so tore up. I was... Why do we let people get away with this? Like, why is this normal? People are admitting to being, you know, constantly way under the influence of something. I, for one, ah, ah, I find that unacceptable. For me, it's unacceptable for an adult more than you know two or three or four times a year at best more than two or three four times a year if you're telling people you got wasted and you don't remember where you were and you slept in your clothes like that's a huge problem to me that's a huge problem to me people 
like, and you know, these are people who are in, you know, positions of responsibility to people who work in the doctor's office, you know, make people who work on cars, uh, you know, cash, cashiers, cooks, like these, these, these are regular people and they're getting wasted and they're cooking your food and, and, and they were wasted last night and they're serving your food and 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 they and they and they passed out like in the toilet bowl and they're your dentist's assistant i mean these are normal people right normal jobs right just normal people doing themselves in with all kinds of drugs and alcohol every weekend. It's unacceptable to me. It's unacceptable to me. It's unacceptable to me. It's unacceptable to me. You know, alcohol is almost unacceptable to me. Almost, almost. I think alcohol is weird. I think this, the, 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 societal acceptance and encouragement of near constant alcohol use is really bizarre. I think it's bizarre. I think it's bizarre. I think you know, the, the, the legalization of recreational marijuana is really bizarre. I think it was much better for a society when it was illegal. And I smoke weed. I think society was, is, and we will see that it will have been better when marijuana was illegal everywhere. I think it's better. Listen, listen. Everyone everywhere in New York City is smoking weed. I mean, what? In the parks in the trains, on the subway platforms, walking down the street, right outside cafes. Everyone's smoking weed and <sighs> something about it isn't right. And that is coming from an indulger. I am an indulger, but something about it is not right. Something about it's not right. Mm -mm. Something about it's not right. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Something about it's not right. Can't 100% put my finger on it, but I definitely think something about the legalization, the universal legalization of recreational marijuana here in the United States. Recently, there is an agenda, and I think it ties in with the LGBTQ queer transsexual agenda. I think the two are part of a bigger plan. 
the legalization of recreational marijuana and you know the transsexual uh, gender wars I think the two are part of a greater plan what for what depopulation I don't know it seems <laughs> I mean come on like there's a question like it's you know let's let's speculate let's extrapolate 100 years in the future we've become a much more tolerant society of homosexual relationships because that's what it boils down to 100 years in the future we have become like a much more tolerant society of homosexual relationship what happens the population has to decrease right right that's logical right legalization of recreational marijuana what does that do makes everybody high what's it like when you're high well you're lazier you're not quite as motivated your morals are a little bit looser Mm, we've definitely got the munchies Mm, you're much more prone to let things slide things like what well things like government encroachment on your rights government encroachment on your medical autonomy mm. being high since you're you're demotivated you're much less likely to be productive but you still have needs you still got to pay your bills go to go go grocery shopping you still have needs but you're much less much less likely to be productive much more open to someone offering to fill your needs for you what I know is I need a kombucha I'm going to go across the street to the deli pick up a kombucha come back brush my teeth this has been another scintillating episode Nothing specific. My name is Trevor David Houchin. What are you doing?